you know like those like thirst trap guys and they're like we could have a romance like this sir Who, sir who's we who who's, who's we here um I... and it better not be me You might have an idea of what today's episode is about, but let me welcome you to the 23rd episode of Try Reading with a guest you might remember. You might recognize this guest from the title of today's episode. They are none other than Maddie or at Pages and Quills. And Maddie is back on the podcast for a very, very, very special episode, the Heartstopper episode. We are going to talk all things Heartstopper, the books, the TV show, Alice Oseman, and more. So if you haven't read the books or seen the show, go do that and then come back for this fantastic episode. For those of you who listened to Maddie's first episode, you'll know what their start to the book world was and all about how Pages and Quills came to be. But if not, go back to that episode if you want to and learn more about Maddie. As we all know, Maddie is a bookstagrammer and a booktuber with 101,000 followers on Instagram. Let's take a moment to like acknowledge that. That's insane. And with 1.47 thousand followers on YouTube. They have a love for all things books, but especially romance books. Not only are their posts gorgeous, touching, and fun, they have an undying love for Heartstopper and the entire universe of Heartstopper, as do I. So when we joked about doing a Heartstopper episode way back on episode 10, we were not really joking. So how are you, Maddie? I'm doing good. How are you? I'm doing well. I'm so happy to have you back on the podcast. Yeah, I'm so happy to be back. Oh my god. I feel like it was like both forever ago and like recently that we were talking about like doing a heart suffer episode. It's insane. Yeah. But yeah, I'm so excited. <laughs> Yay, me too. I mean, it's yeah, it's been long talked about and so there's going to be a lot to talk about. <laughs> yeah. But um do you have a current read? I'm sure you do. Oh, yeah. Um so I just finished reading a book that an indie author bought me. Um, which is called Midnight Kisses. It's a friends with benefits to lovers and it's a college romance. It has a bisexual male main character and like a lot of other diversity and it was super, super good. And then right now I'm also reading My Policeman because I want to um, finish reading the book before I watch the movie so then I can cry twice instead of once. Of course. <laughs> I just was in San Francisco visiting a podcast guest and I got my policeman. I had been looking for it everywhere. And so I finally found yeah. it. And I agree. I want to be able to read the book before the movie, but I'm very excited. Yeah. How are you liking it so far? Um, I'm a little confused with like how the book is set up, but like the writing is super, super beautiful. Um, for some reason, it reminds me a lot of the seven husbands of Evelyn Hugo. I don't know why, um, but I'm just like, I don't know anything about like the ending of it or like anything or like why it's so sad. Like I've literally blocked the hashtag on TikTok for me so then I can't be spoiled. So yeah, I'm super excited um, to keep reading it. And I have like a Harry Styles bookmark in it as well. Well, as you should, that Harry Styles bookmark is perfect. My current read is Radio Silence by Alice Oseman. I'm reading that for my school's book club, and it was on my list for a very, very long time. And I finally had an excuse to pick it up. And I've never read one of their novels. And so um, I've only read the graphic novels. And so getting to see Alice's writing in a full-length novel is very exciting. They're such a good writer, and I'm so excited to see where it goes. And I love that it involves a podcast, but 
Um, it's so nice to go from the graphic novels into novels, and um, I'm just really, really loving it so far. Yeah, I've read, obviously, the graphic novels, and then I read uh, Nick and Charlie, um, which was super, super good, and then I read Loveless for um, a little book club that I did, which was good, and then I started both Radio Silence and Solitaire, but I had to return them to the library before I could finish them, but I do plan on reading them, obviously. I love Alice. One little honorable mention I have is It Happened One Christmas Eve by Jen McKinley. That releases on December 6th, 2022, and it is the third novella in her Museum of Literature novella series, and it they're just like really fun romances and just short little novellas. You can read them digitally. Um, but this is the third and final one to that series. And especially since it's like a Christmas romance, just the holiday vibes are so much fun. But I cannot wait to read it. And I highly suggest it if you want a really good short romance. And so that releases on December 6th, 2022. But I'm so excited. And it was so fun to hear about this novella series when Jen was on the episode. But now... We're going to talk about you, Maddie. Well, since Maddie has been on this podcast before, I'm not going to go into all of the details on how they got into the book world and what was their start to reading and all of that. It's There's, I mean, amazing stories, but if you would like to know them, definitely go back and listen to episode 10 and find out all about Pages and Quills and Maddie. But today is going to be all focused on Heartstopper. And before we start... Um, Kit Connor posted on Twitter a tweet saying, back for a minute, I'm by. Congrats for forcing an 18-year-old to out himself. I think some of you missed the point of the show. Bye. And um, it's heartbreaking. It's really sad. Um, yeah. So like you were saying, obviously the people that forced him to come out, number one, did not get the point of the show. Um, it's not something that anyone owes you. They don't owe you their sexuality or anything about it um celebrities and even like people that you're close to family and friends and um there was a lot of stuff going around saying that he when he said that he was unlabeled which I know that um a few other people that I'm fans of have um done there was a lot of just people saying that they're queer baiting and I think people don't know the definition of that word because people can't queer bait films and tv shows and movies can queer bait but people can't queer bait that's not that's not a thing that they can do and also unlabeled does not mean that you're straight and unlabeled does not mean necessarily that you're ever going to label yourself like people don't owe you a label and it's not like they're more valid if they have a label or not. I personally, I'm queer, which is a label, but it's a more broad label. And I've still had so many conversations with people being like, oh, so you're queer. So are you like bi, pan, like, or what? And like the amount of like queer phobia and like just phobia related to like people who are unlabeled is just like honestly disgusting. And especially for like a community that was built around books like Heartstopper, which are so accepting and so diverse in people's experiences. I'm honestly like when I found out the news, I was just in shock. And then I went and cried because like, like, I don't know how people missed the point or like thought that that was okay. Even like he's a person at the end of the day, he has his own life and stuff like that. It's his choice when he wants to come out. And if he ever wanted to come out as anything. 
Yeah, no, like, I think you said it perfectly. I think that, especially as someone who has, like, a small, like, such a small social media following, such a, such a small presence compared to him, even, like, when I go live, as someone who is 16 and has been doing social media since I'm 14, some of the first questions that are always asked on my lives is, what's your sexuality? And I'm perfectly fine saving my sexuality because that's how I feel about it. But that's not like your sexuality doesn't define you as a person. And people who are a part of the LGBTQ plus community are bigger than their sexualities. Like the fact that I'm queer and I'm on the non-binary spectrum. Yeah, you can know that information about me because I'm comfortable with that. But that doesn't define who I am as a person. And that doesn't make me a whole person. And I don't owe you an explanation as to what that means. And you can do the research on that because you have Google. Period. Well said. Yeah, it's, it's so true. But that was a little PSA to go out to anyone who's listening who has been on that side of needing to know or knows anyone that has been on that side of needing to know. Live your own life. Let these people be. And they don't, like Alice Oseman wrote in their books, they don't owe you anything. And that's literally the entire point of Heartstopper of just, you don't have to tell anyone anything and you can, yeah. So thank you. Uh, I accidentally clicked on someone's story and it was this, um, it was this user is unlabeled. Not everyone needs or wants a label. There you go. Period. Exactly. So Thank you for sharing your thoughts. And um, it's just, yeah, I, we don't need to go into it more. So on a lighter note, volume one of Heartstopper, written by the amazing Alice Oseman. When did you find out about Heartstopper? I found out about Heartstopper a while back, but then when the comic books became popular I didn't connect that because I read it on webtoon when it first came out so like I didn't connect that like the webtoon was heartstopper and then I read the first book I was like wait this is familiar like I read this and so yeah I I remember I was waiting for someone to pick me up for school and I read like every single thing like like that the webtoon like that it like that was out at the time like I read it all in one sitting I was just like, oh my God, like, this is so good. And then I reread the first one without knowing it um, for a, like, I forget what type of readathon it was, but it was this one that went on in July um, that one of my favorite booktubers did, um, where you read seven books in seven days. And that was like, there's like challenges for each. And so one of them was like, read a book entirely like outside of your house. So I read it like on the way up to like a place that my family was hiking. Yeah, I read it physically and that was my question next you know did you read it physically or digitally um and yeah I had been told about it everyone was like you need to really read it it's really good and I was like okay all right okay fine so I got the first book and I was like wow that's (laughs) that's really really good and um I didn't have the second volume with me at the time so I like quite literally sobbed when I finished it realizing that it was like a quote-unquote like cliffhanger you know in the way of like there's more to say and I just didn't have it in my hands and I was really sad and I didn't know about webtoon like I didn't know that you could read it digitally because I probably would have done that um 
but it was so good. And um, yeah. yeah, so I think from what it sounds like you were able to read volume two at the time, you know, volume two on I Webtoon. So, and I think even like a little bit of volume three, like what is volume three maybe? And I think that like, obviously there's, I've seen so many TikToks of people comparing Young Royals and Heartstopper and people calling calling Heartstopper like childish or cringy. And I was like, no, like just because you get to see people who are on the who are a part of the LGBTQ plus community, just because you get to see them happy doesn't mean that it's childish. Like we should be able to experience and be happy for queer joy and then also support people through homophobia and everything like that. So like it was it was a really new experience for me because I was like, wow. Like, obviously, the books have their, like, ups and downs with, like, the character's mental health and everything, but I was like, wow, like, this is, like, the first book that I read that, like, didn't make me want to sob because of everything terrible that happened to the characters. Right. Yeah, and it is, and like you said, it's become this safe space, and it, even though there, like you said, there are the ups and downs, there is such a wholesomeness to it, and yeah, so volume one was just so magical, and then when I got volume one, there was, like, the like unremovable sadly sticker for like the tv show but it wasn't so sad because i didn't know there was going to be a tv show so i was like oh my god this is amazing and so um yeah so that was so exciting to see and just um but we will get into the tv show in a bit um before we move on to volume two uh i thought i would just pick out a few one star goodreads reviews of heartstopper volume one and just see um not calling anyone out but just see what did they say did they give a reason as to why they didn't like it and And um, was the reason homophobic or not right because it can be hard to tell some of them are really funny some (laughs) of them are really funny but the first one and they're all they're all one stars and this one says Nick and Charlie are written by a female author almost purely for the female gaze. This isn't a book I feel would connect with living, breathing, male-identifying people. The art style is inconsistent at best, ugly at worst, and some of the facial expressions are downright horrifying. I wasn't invested, and the restricted color palette was a smart choice, though, and it made the visuals slightly easier to look at. First of all, (laughs) what? There are so many things wrong with that. (laughs) Right. Okay. So... I couldn't draw like Alice to save my life. So I don't know where yeah. you're getting the bad art and style. Also, the artwork was supposed to reflect the sort of like carefreeness of the books. Right. Number two, I know many people who identify as males that <laughs> <laughs> like hello. <laughs> the story. And number three, Alice isn't a woman. Right. So there's like yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Let's unpack. No, but yeah, like I, like you said, I know so many male identifying people that resonate with this story so much, or just love the story. So, I feel like it's one of like the very few, not very few, but one of the few books that doesn't fetishize MLM and WLW couples. It's like one of like the. LGBTQ plus books that have characters that are the age that like Nick and Charlie are that right. doesn't sexualize them. Right. They're just, they can be teenagers and like, yeah, exactly. Like, oh my God. Well, <laughs> that was number one. 
damn, this was bad. Sorry. It's more cringy than cute. And it really has no story. And the only thing they're doing is kissing each other. Not for me. Did you read the other volumes? I think not. This is just what I was saying about the TikToks with young royals. Yeah. It's not childish if people are happy. Right. It's a different level. I can name multiple things. I love Young Royals. I just finished watching season two. I absolutely love the show. I can name multiple things that the characters did that I thought were cringy. And then it's like people were saying like, oh, why are we like this? Like, that's so cringy. That was something from the books. And I say that all the time. Yes, there's that literal line when they're at the beach and they say, why are we like this? Yeah, and that's the thing. Doesn't every like YA story, YA romance, especially have like a, secondhand embarrassment or like I wouldn't have done that moment like or like I'm not teenagers right like okay (laughs) you know but like there is story to it and there is heart in the relationship in the mental health and just everything and it's like 100 percent yeah (laughs) this one this one's interesting so oh god God. I don't particularly like Alice Oseman's books but I have to admit that she is a good writing. I think you meant writer, but okay. So why did she decide to do a graphic novel? But it, what didn't volume one, like didn't Alice start Heartstopper first? Like they were a teenager, if I'm correct, like young. So yeah. the drawings also, are, are mediocre. Graphic artist? Right. Yeah. I'm confused. Okay. Well. <laughs> Uh, yeah, and it just goes on to say how the drawings are mediocre, and then the conclusion is, not for me at all. Okay, that's okay, but I think, like, the art style is pretty good, like... I tried to draw Nick and Charlie. I need that coloring book. (laughs) It's the only (laughs) thing I can do, I'll color in the lines. I'll color within the lines. It's so, yeah. Okay, this one's funny, though. One star. Either I'm dead inside or this was born in cliche. You decide. Spoiler, both answers are correct. Actually, no. So it's not born in cliche, but you may be dead inside if you don't like the story. Like The fact that I was, I remember I was, there's this one period of my life where I just experienced such bad depression and stuff like that and I've we've talked about this on my other episode but the fact that I read this at a time where I was quite literally dead inside and it like made my heart feel so full and like happy like it did the opposite of what this is saying so exactly I don't know I really don't know exactly and the last two are very short one is bruh Okay. I know it's just that good, right? Right. Exactly. I think they like accidentally clicked one star and then like, you know, they meant to give it six stars. So right. Exactly. And then it just didn't calculate. Yeah. And then the next one is it's a no from me, but it's a yes from me. So that's all that matters. (laughs) I swear to God, that could be a TikTok audio. (laughs) You just We'll just create a bunch with this. But Oh oh, this is from this year. Wow. Well, you're late to the trend and it's a no. So I don't know what that says. So those were, there were a lot. Like, oh my God, you could just go for hours. And like, 
judge and be like, I don't know. Like, you cannot like it. Like, that's okay. But I think there's points where it's like, but is it really that bad of art? Or like, are the stories that cliche? Or is it just like, I don't know. I don't want to hate on people's book pace here, but I swear to God, if these people, all they read is Colleen Hoover books. Oh, let's check their Goodreads. No, I'm joking. Oh my God. (laughs) (laughs) No, I do not have their Goodreads account. It just screenshotted the reviews. I could go into a long explanation on that whole thing. I don't know if you're on TikTok, but there's like an entire discourse going around. And like, don't judge people's book tastes. Okay, but if you have a platform with hundreds of thousands of people, recommend diverse books. Yep. You can yeah. like her books. Like, right. she's done some problematic stuff. There is some problematic writing within her books. You can like her books. You can buy them secondhand, but recommend diverse books from diverse experiences. And then if you're saying, oh, I don't know any good book recs, you are, you're just not taking them. The actual like, really good quality book talk creators and bookstagram creators read diversely and recommend diversely and and that doesn't mean reading only one type of author that just means you can recommend for everyone and it's not going to feel singled out so that and the argument of how it ends with us is portrayed as a romance book on book talk and then oh there's like you know like those like thirst trap guys like we could have a romance like this. Sir. Who, Sir. Who's we? Who who's <laughs> who's we here? Um I, and it better not be me. Right. Like, all right. Let's go put not. this go put your sister's copy of Ugly Love back on her bed. Like, stop it. And like if you like it ends with us, personally, I liked it ends with us when I read it. I thought that it was a well done story. Um but it's not a romance book. There's romance in it. It's not a romance book. No. Six of Crows has romance in it. It's, it's, a fantasy. it's not a romance book. Right. So all that to say, there's ups and downs. And I think rate it what you rate it. But I don't know. I loved it. Five stars. <laughs> 10 out of 10 from me. No, you hated it. And this is why we're having this podcast. Exactly. Of course. It's the only reason I ask, have you read Heartstopper every time I have a guest on the show? Yeah, like, now, of course. volume two, <laughs> um, it just goes into more, like, Nick and Charlie's relationship and forming, you know, like, their connection as really good friends and as, you know, a couple and just really going deeper into the fact that, like, you don't have to come out if you don't want to. And, um there wasn't like from what I can remember like a big you know like book three had the Paris trip and book four was a big like mental health focused book and book one was just setting the stage but book two was just a really nice in between and it obviously added to the story everything but um so I think from what you had said you had sort of read it not you know along with in that webtoon stream and I I didn't read it that long after book one and it was just, it was good. It just added to the story and it it was like, all right, book three now, you know, like that. Yeah. Yeah. I think it, it was like the calm before the storm in like the best way possible. And I think that like it really went into, especially like the side character stories as well, which like Tara, Darcy, Tao, and Al, 
love them. They are my children. Like, like, I think that it was just a really good setup, as you said, for what's to come, because I think what took place over the Paris trip and what took place in book four, that wouldn't have been able to be handled the way it was if those, those strong connections weren't built in the book. Absolutely. Two. Yeah. Yeah. And then volume three, the Paris trip. I, oh my God. Season two. Oh my God. Get me. I'm so tissues. scared for season two, but like, I'm so excited. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So then. I don't remember when I read volume three, not long. I really, there was just not long after all of them, but um, what was your experience reading that? You know, it mainly focused on that Paris trip. Oh my God. Um, I was so excited. I remember being so excited. I'm like, oh my God, a fun little school trip. Yes. And then I started reading it. I was like, oh, <laughs> um, it made me cry. I've done like at least 10 rereads of Heartstopper. The last two books make me cry every single time. Oh, um, sobbing. I relate to a lot of what went down in the Paris trip. Um, and like, it just like makes, like obviously sad books make your heart hurt, but like those two books just made my heart hurt in a different type of way because it's like, it's a character that you relate to so much and a character that you love so much. And just seeing them go through that is just like, there were obviously really good moments in the Paris trip that I love. For example, the entire thing with Tao and Elle and them in the museum, loved that. Um, but like, it just like makes me emotional even talking about it because like, like, it's like your comfort character and sure your comfort character is a character that has never had an ounce of comfort in their life but like you just want them to be happy you know yeah and it just deepens their relationship in such a beautiful way and just showing how much they really care for each other um and I just can't also I just can't wait to see it like be like see it filmed and see it on the screen and like how they do that because you know like they did volume one and two in season one very well and the acting the casting the writing the filming everything was gorgeous and so no matter how sad it's going to be you know they're going to do it well and with Alice there you know like giving input that's so important and yeah yeah with Alice Um, there the fact that the cast had to read the books the yeah uh the casting process, which I think a lot of people don't know, is they specifically looked at, for people um, either who were really, really big allies of the LGBTQ plus community or who are a part of the LGBTQ plus community. And um, especially within like the races of the characters, they made sure to stick to those super, super well and like the personalities. And they wanted to get a new person for Charlie that has really never had a big acting role before. Um, and like, I know for like Elle, they specifically wanted a transgender actress, like, which is something that like, I really, really appreciate because it makes the show that much more well done. It literally feels like the characters have like come to life and it is, I can, it is probably my favorite book to movie adaptation. Oh, hands down. Absolutely. Book to TV show. Like it does. Yeah. Book to screen. Nothing compares. Yeah. And then to see these, you know, younger actors, like actually, getting to be 
cast in other projects and have all these other experiences like um Yasmin Finney was just on like the British Vogue cover like that's incredible and Joe Locke was just cast in a Marvel series and Kit Connors in um another YA romance book to screen adaptation yes and um you know Sebastian Croft is going to be in another sort of romance I don't think it's book to screen but I know it's um it is a you know rom-com the whole thing with like the t-shirt that they did for five months I had one of those oh my gosh it's yeah it's so so soft and comfortable and like I know that there are so many edits made of them at the pride parade with them flipping off the homophobes and that just like because it's one thing for like an actor to portray a character on screen but it's another one to actually look out for that community like outside of their life and stuff like that and like they just have such like an overwhelming positive energy that just like makes I think readers and just like watchers so safe yeah and they bring these characters to life in a whole new way a hundred percent yeah well volume four then saddest of them all um in my opinion but it was it was really well written and of course and um what if you don't have to share much if you don't want to but just any thoughts on volume four just Oh my God. I made a video a while back on like pieces of media that like altered my brain chemistry. And in there, I put Charlie's letter to his parents. I, I don't like, I have cried every single time that I've read that letter. And oh my God, I don't want to get emotional, but like, it's just, oh my God. It's so like, sad but like also so like comforting to see how strong he is through the entire process and to see the way that mental health is handled so well and especially when Nick's mom says like like you can love someone but that doesn't fix the problems that they're going through like you can't just it's happened so many times in books where like this care the main character has like some like like anxiety or whatever and then like or like depression and then they like fall in love and then it goes away like that's not how it works like no it is probably the realest betrayal of mental health that I've ever seen and in a teenager which can yeah. be easily overlooked right if there isn't yeah, enough consciousness or care it can be so easily overlooked and so for Alice to just put that in there and just really show like, no, this is the reality. And this is why it's so important. And this is why, you know, oh, like you said, just getting in a relationship doesn't fix everything, you know, like, yeah. And I've learned firsthand. (laughs) Right. And just, yeah. And yeah, Nick's mom's words were, oh my God. uh, (laughs) Yeah. But it was so, so good. And then in April of 2022, we got season one of Heartstopper on Netflix. And the cast is gorgeous. The filming, the cinematography is gorgeous. The illustrations on the screen, the little sparks when they hold hands or the leaves that fly across the screen. I literally screamed when I saw those because I was like, oh, they, they like, ah, it's like literally book to screen like they exactly literally took that to heart and what were your thoughts on the show 
fun fact, I did not have a countdown for the show. I didn't know it was coming out. I knew that it was being made into a TV show, but I was like, eh, like it wasn't like Shadow and Bone. Right. I like where I had like a whole like countdown, like I watched all the preview stuff. I remember I was doing my makeup at my desk um, and I was like, oh, like I was going on Netflix. I was like, oh, like Heartstopper came out. Like I read those books like a while ago. Like I'll watch it. Little did you know. <laughs> oh my God. I watched it all in one day, all during school. It was so good. Like, and I was in a friend group where I felt like I couldn't really be myself around them. So I was having some problems with my identity and it just made me feel so good about my identity and about myself. And like the amount, I will never forget the feeling of watching the show for the first time. Like I, it brought me, especially because um, I quit a very toxic sport and a very toxic environment. Um, back in February. So I was still trying to find myself, discover who I was and stuff like that. And this show provided me with such a huge amount of comfort that like, I convinced all of my friends to watch it. That's all I talked about in all my classes um, with the partner-ish that I had at the time. Um, I made them watch it and they've watched it five times and they are someone that like Heartstopper you wouldn't think that they would watch Heartstopper and you wouldn't think that they would like Heartstopper we were best friends at the time um and they were like okay like I'll watch it for you but like I don't know how I'm gonna feel about it and they're like yeah I'm on my fifth rewatch like it is so good and like, and that, I feel like that just shows, like, that it appeals to such a wide audience and stuff like that. It was for all of my friends, for all of, like, the people that I had a crush on, for everyone, for the people that I don't get along with, we were all watching Heart Supper, and it was such a, like, unit, like, not, it was such, like, a, an experience of, like, unity, where it's like, Absolutely. sure, like we had our differences, but we all came together and we're so happy about these people's joy and these people's love and their friendship. And it was just such a beautiful thing. Yeah, it was. Oh, my gosh. I was <laughs> in New York. I had to I meet. Mean, there was like uh, I had to fly home. So I like couldn't watch it. But I like just Googled it. And I was like, OK, what did it get like on IMDb? And it was like nine point something. I was like, OK, we're good. Right. <laughs> and obviously. And then I flew home and then I was finally able to watch it. And I was like, this is like the TV media that like I've been missing and like that portrays teenage characters in just a realistic teenage setting. And it is cast, like, on the dot. Like, they, like, put it through some copy machine and was like, make this human. I swear. Like, there is no way that, I mean, it's insane. They all look like their characters exactly. The fact that Kit Connor originally auditioned for Charlie 2, I think it's hilarious. That was... We all make mistakes, but um, <laughs> we love and accept and forgive and move on. But yeah. no, I mean, he just, he 
they all play their characters so well and oh 100 percent it's like incredible I, and to get like like you said for sorry for uh Yasmin Finney as like a trans actor for a trans character like to the dot on that yeah she's also so beautiful like I swear to god I just spent half oh the show god. staring at her <laughs> and literally when they put the profile icons on Netflix finally finally um my sister was looking through them mind you she's seven she hasn't read or watched Heartstopper she will one day because I will force her to inevitably <laughs> but she was looking at them and then she pointed at Elle and she was like oh my gosh she's gorgeous and I was like yes exactly and she was like, can she be my profile icon? I was like, absolutely. And so it's so special to see that and to see that representation. And to I'm see... looking at my icons, my Netflix icons oh, right now. Oh, of course. Um, my mom has a regular one. So does my dad. Um, <laughs> and then mine is um, Nick Nelson. And it's see? my Netflix profile name is your mom because I love making your mom jokes. <laughs> and then my sister originally took she went on my account changed my profile to Nelly so then she could have Nick and then I changed hers to Nelly so now hers is Nelly um Cammy loves Heartstopper oh my she adores gosh. it we both have the Heartstopper leaves we made them together we have them throughout our room uh she I have my copy of like the four books down there she has her own copy of the four books we have two separate editions of them as you should exactly like there's no other way I I feel like something that isn't talked about enough is how you can feel so out of place within the LGBTQ plus community at times like you just feel I feel like so disconnected from your community at times I know that I felt like that especially when I hang out with certain people um and I feel like Heartstopper just kind of brought back that connection with me, which is something that I've, I will be forever thankful for. And like, it made me more like active about like sticking up for like homophobia in school and stuff like that. Now I'm part of like a mental health program at school. Like it has done so much for my life and it has brought like an endless amount of joy. Like whenever I'm having like a down day and like, I don't really want to talk about what's going on. My mom's like, like, why don't you put on Heartstopper? Like it is like, like, she knows, like, it is my go-to show in order to, like, feel happy and, like, just feel loved through, like, other characters' experiences. Yeah. I'm trying to see if I have anything on my wall. I have it, like, mm, I have one right there. And oh, yeah. Right there, and right there. Oh, my um, gosh. Well, you said it perfectly. And I will say aside from being cast so well, uh, I think if I, if I ever got a hug from Nick Nelson, well, actually it would be more, it's, it'd be easier to get a hug from Kit Connor, but like at this point, they look so similar and he acts like the character so well on the show. So it's like, it'd be, it'd be the same thing. So if I got a hug from Kit Connor, just throwing that out there, um, mental health cured, like gone. I'd be waving goodbye to therapy. His hugs. Oh my God. <laughs> I feel like they would just like, like no need for caffeine anymore. Like, it's just like the way that he just like, oh my God. <laughs> I can't even describe it. They're like pure joy. I, I love the cast so much. 
I love Alice Oseman. I will be forever thankful for her. what they've done, what they've done for the book community. Um, the fact that more people are discovering books like this, the fact that more people are getting on Bookstagram and Booktop because of this. Hey, our social media platforms, we have our faults, but the heart stopper is real. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, my religion is Alice Oseman. That's my literal <laughs> God, the, yes. who I worship. Yeah. Well, what was your reaction when you found out it was renewed for season two oh and God. three? Oh, I, I think I actually, I found out in my AP psych class and across from me sat someone who was a big fan of the show. And I was like, I joked about it like the day before I was like, oh, it got renewed for a season two. And then like, they were like, what? And I was like, no, I'm just messing with you. And then like, I was like, it got renewed for a season two and a season three. And like, we were full on supposed to be taking like a quiz or something. And I was just like screaming and crying, like in the middle of class, like, oh my God. Um, I told my friend again, all of my friends, but like the pure joy on like the friends that you, of mine that you wouldn't think that they would have watched it and enjoyed it. Their joy being like, are you joking? Like, I'm so excited. Like, oh my God, it's what it deserved. It's like the fact that it was season two and season three right away, like it's it's what it deserved. It really did. And I'm so glad because also Netflix has like their top 10 shows, top 10 movies. I don't trust that thing, first of all. So like, I don't go by that. However, I would have liked if it was on the top 10 for a bit longer. So here's to hoping season two but no matter what it's top 10 forever in everybody else's mind yeah and um netflix needs to stop canceling the wlw shows yeah that that's a whole nother episode in itself yeah like yeah and the fact that young royal season two didn't even make it into the top 10 i know i was shocked i was so surprised i was looking for in the top 10 because i was like i want to rewatch season two right all it and the fact is like that the Stopper little... doesn't have a permanent spot above number one. I might Flawed. have to cancel my Netflix subscription. Right. Oh, no. I can make a bargain with them. Right. <laughs> just send me volume, you know, just send me season one, two, and three on DVD. Yeah. No one mm-hmm. else gets that, just me and then we'll uh, be fine. Signatures from all the cast. Yeah. Send not that much. to my door for a hug. Yep. It's That's okay. all I need. It's not that Give hard, me guys. Yasmin's makeup routine and we're set literally so easy it's like a coffee run just (laughs) (laughs) go do it yeah oh my god well are you excited for volume five I'm so sad it's the last one but are you excited um I will be a sobbing mess because seeing little me remembering little me who first read these and then me who just watched the show and then no who read the physical books and then me who watch the show and then getting an ending I can't it literally I don't want it to be over but like because there's like so many little things within the show and within the books where I'm like when I see them in real life I'm like oh heart stopper like and the characters have like such a piece of my heart and like I grew up with them like they have been a part of like me growing up and like 
like during quarantine especially like I don't know who I would be without them and like Nick and Charlie raised my standards so much for like what I deserve it's not a bad thing though but yeah no it's not a bad thing and it feels like I don't even know what to describe it feels like that one scene in like inside out when like bing bong sends off joy like in the cart thingy like I can't like it actually haunts me and like (laughs) I've watched I've read every alternate universe like thing that Alice Oseman has made all of the mini comics like I've read them all and it feels like like the final battle at like the end of like a 10 book fantasy series and I'm not okay. <laughs> like, oh my God. Yeah, the anticipation of like, in a good way of just like, yeah, what's going to happen? What, like, just, you know, it's going to be tied together so well, but it's like, I really just need to know. And like, also, I don't know about like a cover reveal or something, yeah. but like, I'm. Alice, you know, if you want to send it to waiting. us a little early. Right. Here's my email. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, because I. I think it comes out in like January or February. Wait. No, you're joking. Pause right now. Everybody pause. <laughs> Hold up. <laughs> no, days. because if it's ending that soon, I thought I would have more preparation. February 2nd, 2023. No, you're joking. Oh my God. I'm going to actually cry on this podcast. yeah that's really soon i thought i would have until like july to prepare i mean there's always the option of not buying it and then waiting do you know but i don't think i have what if what if like nick and charlie like have to say goodbye to like the rest of like like towel and ella and stuff if they like go off to college or uni I'd lock myself in the library right here and never leave. I would be fill this with a pool of tears. Yeah. Oh my God. Because no. Have you read Nick and Charlie? No. Oh my God. (laughs) Because I can't find it. And then I know there's going to be the US cover with like, you know, Alice's work Mm -hmm. on the cover. So I'm waiting for that because that's gorgeous. But no, I haven't. What happens? Because Nick and Charlie is basically like, I, yeah i will i've heard yeah it's like the yeah so what's volume five maybe maybe um stay off of nick and charlie tiktok if you don't want to be spoiled i'm not on it and i'm confused why <laughs> i think there's something wrong but oh my God, you know it's no, better more people need to read this because like i know well hopefully when the you like the you know the new cover comes out if you were going to convince anyone to read Heartstopper, what would you say? And it doesn't have to be like, you know, whatever. It could be a word. It could be a sentence. However you'd like to say it. What would you say? I would say two words. And I would say, I know I've already said these two words before on this episode. Um, and I say them a lot, I feel like. But queer joy. Because it's something that we don't get often enough. And it's something that obviously we don't all get the privilege of experiencing but it's something that is so important in media and in tv shows and in books and in poems and in music because even if you have experienced like homophobia or like 
bullying or um, anxiety and depression, seeing people like you happy makes you feel like you have the opportunity and you have the chance to be happy. You have the opportunity to get better and you have the opportunity to live through their happiness if you are not able to be happy in your situation currently. And I think that if you don't read Heartstopper, you are genuinely depriving yourself of another form of happiness. Because like, it fills like my heart so much talking about the show and talking about the books because of just seeing all of like the amazing friendships and the relationships and then seeing how situations are handled like so well like it makes you want to be a better person to others and it makes you want to call out people when they're not being a good person to other people no matter how quiet you are no matter how shy you are like there are so many situations that are represented within the books and within the tv show that like so many people can relate to and I think that if you don't read it just because you can't relate to it then that's on you and then like you're depriving yourself of so much joy like it honestly changed my life and I know that changed so many other people's lives so like I don't know what else people need to convince them but it is if it makes people happy and it makes them feel safe and stuff like that like I don't get why people like wouldn't read it like it is such a well done book from the drawings to the plot to the characters to the quotes to the romance to the friendships like everything is done so well to make you feel like wow I may not be happy outside my own life and I or like outside this like tv show and outside of these characters but right now right here within these books and within this media I am happy and that's them so mic drop (laughs) thank you for sharing that and it's so true and I don't need to say anything else because you said everything there needs to be said about that and yeah if you're sitting here listening to this and you haven't read it that's kind of on you because I think everything was spoiled now but if you have read it and you know someone who hasn't do them the favor of getting them the book it will be a classic one day absolutely it will be a classic, and that that's the other thing. This, like, for assigned reading, like, for summer reading or stuff, like, this. volume one, all volumes, that should be an option. Because, like, yeah. now more than ever, graphic novels are becoming more and more popular, and they're being put on reading lists for schools and for yeah. libraries. And so, teachers, do your students a favor. My parents are both teachers, mom and dad. Yeah. <laughs> They don't teach can, English, but right, it doesn't matter. I convinced my therapist to watch Heartstoppers and she was in heaven. So I was like, my, I, I convinced my therapist too. Hey, oh my gosh. Well, him you and know his what? husband absolutely adored Heartstopper. They're literally like, oh yeah, it's my husband's like favorite show. Oh my gosh. Do you have a favorite Heartstopper character? And it doesn't have to be, let me make this a bit easier though, because I see your face and I would say the same thing. It doesn't necessarily have to be one that you resonate with or one that like, there's all this meaning behind, but one 
that has this storyline that you love or a line that they said that you were like, oh, I love that or a moment. Like it doesn't have to be incredibly important. I've got my answer. Go ahead. And it is basic as bleep. But Charlie Spring, because as someone who has been bullied, who has been outed, and who has experienced so much homophobia and just rudeness all throughout their life, even in the beginning of high school, while I started social media, I got bullied a lot, and see Charlie go through some of the same experiences and come out with amazing friends, an amazing relationship, doing better, even if it's not he's happy or he's doing perfectly, like he is okay. And sometimes like that's enough. And seeing his friendships and what he went through and how his friend handled it made me take a step back and realize, hey, like the friends that I have right now, they're not working for me. And now I have the best friends in the entire world. I wouldn't trade them for anything except maybe like an early release of volume five um and (laughs) um and like I have such a loving family um so many people have come to me for like questions about LGBTQ plus and now like I run a club where that's like a part of that and stuff like that like he made me believe that everything is going to be okay and now I I'm okay (laughs) and it like means the world to me obviously all of these characters mean the world to me but like Charlie's story really just like hit the mark for me that's not basic at all and Charlie means so much to so many people so absolutely and Maddie I am so 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 lucky to have had you back on the podcast you're the first guest that has been back on the podcast ever and just especially to talk about heartstopper which is such an important thing and just such a special thing to so many people and to talk about so many important topics from how it will be a classic no matter what people say how you cannot force anyone to come out you cannot judge a book by its cover you have to read the books you everything you have said today has been so meaningful and if this helps people tell others to read and watch the books and read the books and watch the show that is the only takeaway to share this media with so many other people let that be it and so thank you for joining me stop i'm like so happy to be back on this podcast honestly all of my friends have listened to it um so many people in my school have listened to the episode with me and i've told them all about this episode i was like you have to listen to this i am literally like it is my favorite podcast my family has listened to it and stuff like that and like it is like working with people like you that like makes me 
remember how lucky I am to be part of such an amazing community and to have such an amazing community and like I know that we're obviously friends outside of this podcast but like I'm just so happy that I met you through this podcast and that like you reached out to me because it is truly like such an amazing experience to talk about things that you love with people that you love I have no response I like literally just start crying but Thank you for joining me. And it means so much. And your episode, episode 10, to all the hopeless romantics without pages and quills, still sits at the most played episode of this entire season one so far. And it's, yeah, the response has been amazing. And so where can the listeners find you? Oh, um, at Pages and Quills on Instagram and on YouTube. I don't really post on YouTube anymore, but you can watch my old vlogs from when I was going through it if you want. Um, my Spotify is at Pages and Quills. Find all of my playlists on there, including my Heart Stepper one. And my Pinterest is at Pages and Quills as long as, as well as my Shuffles. Um, so if you want to see everything that I've created on there, feel free to. If you want to get a little bit more of like a look into my personal life, Pinterest is the way to go. And and yeah, that's about it. 